Good evening, everyone, and welcome. Tonight's class is titled Inappropriate Thoughts While Serving God. And previously we've been discussing sadness, melancholy, and depression, and shared how, truthfully, there's no place in, in our world for such items. It's very hard for us to uh, not have such feelings many times. But Hashem, the Torah says, Even us Hashem is simple. We need to constantly be serving God out of love. And we can't allow things to get us down. And we discussed previously what happens if someone, God forbid, sins. What happens if someone's challenged with health, wealth, children, whatever it may be. We gave different um, methods of understanding and dealing with those items. We then moved on. That was chapter 26. Chapter 27 discussed what happens if negative thoughts come to you in the middle of the day. And we explained that when someone overcomes the negative thoughts, they're fulfilling a mitzvah of not to follow your heart and your mind and your eyes. We explain how you're drawing down godliness every time you have such a, such a negative, negative thought and you challenge it, etc. But today we're going to discuss what happens when you're serving God and you have negative thoughts. Seemingly that's a real problem. If you're in the middle of business, you're middle of driving someone to the airport and your mind wanders, so be it, right? But with as many times we do things that our mind will wander. And that's a time when, when the challenge comes to us and we overpower it, amazing. But when we're, we're in shul, we're in a tanya class, in the middle of the tanya class our mind wanders, we're in shul, the rabbi's in the middle of his speech. You're, you're, you're middle of prayer, praying to God, and your mind wanders. Perhaps that is something really bad. And you should really be sad about that. Who knows? What we're going to learn tonight, we're going to begin, and, and next week we'll continue. It's an amazing point. I'm going to jump ahead, because I think the ending is really amazing. If, if you don't fight, so if you have two nations fighting with each other, so if one of them stops fighting completely, the other one naturally is just going to feel safe. The more nation A will fight, the more nation B is going to fight back. When you're in the middle of praying to God, if, if you don't have any challenges at that moment, well, let's say it the other way. If you're in the middle of praying to God, and at that moment you have a negative thought, that's a reflection of how intense your service of God at that moment is. Because remember, there's two souls within us. There's a godly soul and the animalistic soul. If the godly soul is not doing its job, the animalistic soul is not so worried to do its job either. The animalistic soul, which is here to kind of take us in an opposite direction, it's not so worried that it needs to do its job if, as it is, you're not working so hard to do the appropriate thing. The more someone works 
and struggles to serve God, the more the animalistic soul says, hey, I better, better get my foot in there. So the more, f the, when you have a negative thought coming to, to you in the middle of prayer, perhaps that's a reflection on how your divine service is really strong. And to counter that, the animalistic soul is now trying to fight you. We'll, we'll see that inside, but I think it's going to be a very fascinating insight. The first thing we're going to start off by saying is, and this is something that, we learn, that you'll learn a lot in psychology, is when you have a negative thought, don't try and deal with it. Don't try and say, let me get to the bottom of it, how did it come? That's the first thing we're going to say is, when you have a negative thought, get past it. But do not try to address it. Let's start off chapter 28. Page 122, page 122, chapter 28, left-hand column. Even if there occur to him lustful imaginations or other extraneous, extraneous thoughts during divine service, in Torah or in devout prayer, you're in the middle of learning Torah. You're in the middle of focusing on the words of prayer and that smack at that moment comes to you. A completely inappropriate thought. So you may think, wow, if it's coming to me at this moment, I really need to stop for a second and think, what is happening here? The first thing we say is, he must not let his heart dwell on them but must immediately avert his mind from them. Step number one is, avert your mind. Don't let these negative thoughts take you over. Move past them. Is that, this is something we're all familiar with. If you have a negative thought, let's, let's not try and dwell on it and, and focus how did it come. Try and think about something else. But here's a fascinating question. Everything in this world must have godliness to be here. If, it, if there wasn't a sense of godliness in it, it wouldn't be here. So if you have a negative thought, there must be some godliness inside of it. Let's try and pull that godliness out. Why are we letting go of that negative thought? It came to me in the middle of prayer. Let me try to deal with it and remove the good from it. And we know people can do this. That sounds like a good question. Again, you're having a negative thought. You know the negative thought must have something godly if you're having it. There must be something godly in it. So deal with it. Try and pull out that godliness. What we're going to learn is that it says a, a tied up person can't free himself. Ain asur. What's what's the expression again? I don't see it here, but the expression: someone that's tied up can't untie himself. If you are extremely on a low level. To quote, 
how can you rise up when you are when you are bound below how can you rise up when you're bound below if you're having these negative thoughts there is good in it but you may not be the person that's able to pull out the good from it you may not be in a position to do that not only you may not you are not unless you're a tzaddik so let's talk about this for a minute A man once came to one of the rabbis, and the rabbi pulled up his sleeve. The printed story showed him a rash on his hand and said, "This rash is from the issue you just discussed with me." He had done something. He had done something inappropriate, and said that what you had done caused this rash on my hand. We know that this the rabbi, a rabbi, rabbi is a three is three letters, Resh, Bet, Yud, and it stands for Rosh B'nai Yisrael. A Rebbe, to be, what does it mean to be a Rebbe? It means not to be a righteous man. It means to be the head of all the Jewish people. That every Jew has a connection to you. What you do affects the Rebbe. What the Rebbe does affects you. And this person, a Rebbe, has the ability to be you know like today, you're able to sit in your office and go into someone else's computer? Are you familiar? There's a way you could allow people across the world to access your own computer. <laughs> so a Revi has access to our brains. Meaning, it is possible that a tzaddik listen to this. This is amazing. It's possible that a tzaddik will have an inappropriate thought. But that's, that doesn't make any sense. If you're a tzaddik, if you're on the level of a tzaddik that we've discussed in Tanya, some of that, then you're someone that doesn't have inappropriate thoughts. So how are you having an inappropriate thought? Let's say the question again. A tzaddik, we're not talking about a bainani. A tzaddik, the way the Tanya discussed a tzaddik, is someone who in his thought, speech, and action is only doing good and there is no fight. If you're a fighter, then you're a bainani. The fight, there is no fight of good and evil really waging within him. So where did this inappropriate thought come from? We're going to learn momentarily. It's possible for someone else who is having a challenge for his inappropriate thought to transfer to the tzaddik. And by the tzaddik overcoming that inappropriate thought, he has energized the other person. It is possible for a tzaddik to take our inappropriate thoughts, overcome it on our behalf. So now we have overcome that issue. So when we learn that there are inappropriate thoughts and you should deal with it, that is talking to a tzaddik. If a tzaddik has an inappropriate thought, he's on a level to really try and get to the bottom of it and pull out the good. But we, who are still fighters, whether are the Bainani, we are not in a position to, to actually delve into the thought and try and pull out the good. Let's see it inside, then we'll try and take some questions and I'll be happy to repeat it. So we just, we're now 
six lines from the top of chapter 28, last word, we just concluded saying that if an inappropriate thought comes to your mind, do not think about it, do not deal with it. What you need to do is immediately avert your mind from it. Nor should he be foolish by attempting to sublimate the midos of the extraneous thought as is known. Don't be foolish and think, ah, me! I am going to take this thought and I am going to delve into it and conquer it and pull out the good. Do not do that. For such things were meant only for tzaddikim, in whom extraneous thoughts do not occur of their own making, but those of others. A tzaddik has an inappropriate thought, but that's coming from another person. And the tzaddik, when he has that thought and he overcomes it, he has now empowered that other person. Just, just to stop here, this is an, an unbelievable idea. And the idea is that we are not alone. There is no such a thing as a person. And even more, there is no such thing as a Jewish person that's alone. Because there, are, there is another person, there is a tzaddik, that actually is fully with you, is in touch with you, and, and you may not know it. How would you know? But you may not know, but there is someone in this world currently that is fighting on your behalf. And you'll never know that, right? That's what we learned here. That tzaddik has your thoughts transferred to him, he overcomes it, and he's now energized you. And you'll never know that transaction. It's like getting money secretly in your bank account, except you don't see the money. <laughs> that wouldn't be a fair example. <laughs> it's, like, it's like waking up one day with tremendous energy and not knowing where that energy came from. Baruch, what do you think about that? We have to think about Hasadic and see what we're No. We don't, we, we don't transfer our thoughts. That would be called dealing with it. We don't want to deal with it. When you have a negative thought, just let it, just go on to the next thing. The tzaddik may pick it up. I'm, I'm waiting to see what comes next. You're like all of us. Well, my reaction, I'm also. I, I would want to deal with it. I might not want to deal with it during, when I'm getting them, if I'm in the middle of prayer. Right? But... You know, that's later okay, on. hold your thought. I'm going to read a few more lines. And then <laughs> we'll deal with that in a minute. But, as for him whose extraneous thought is his own, you are the one. If I am the one with the negative thoughts, from the, where is the thought coming from? From the aspect of evil that is in the left part of his heart. This negative thought is coming from the evil within the left ventricle. So, how can he raise it up? How can I raise up that evil when he himself is bound below? If you are dealing with this evil, that means you are on a lower level. So how, are you now, how do you now feel that you're in a position to delve into it? Maybe you're going to get stuck in it. Maybe you're not going to... You're on that level. This thought is coming to you for a reason. You know, we learn our dreams, for example. Our dreams come as a result of thoughts that we may have had during the day. 
you're having this negative thought in your mind, it's coming from within you. How do you know you could go now and deal with it? It, it came from you. So now you're going to tell yourself that you're smarter than yourself? Suvi, I'd love to hear, please. I want to hear your thoughts. Well, I didn't necessarily hear the answer, but... Um... The answer to which question? Well, when you, when you, if, we, if you're not a tzaddik, right? Which yeah. I'm not. Um, if I have a negative thought, I understand that it's coming from myself, mm -hmm. right? From something I've thought either earlier in the day or whatever. Um, I would think it makes sense to put it aside while in the middle of doing something only. But I would want to address it later, and that I think I am smart enough to, uh, to, to analyze the negative thought, try to understand why I'm thinking that, where it's coming from, and to uh, intelligently address it. So I think that you and I are having different conversations. I'd like you to tell me, what do you think it means to deal with it? Well, so to repeat Svi's question, he's asking a good question. Actually, before I hear from Svi, does anyone else want to perhaps share? Svi's question is, why can't you deal with the negative thought later? Correct? So what, what do you, does anyone want to comment about that? Yeah, mine is a more fundamental question because it seems like you're using um, extraneous as a synonym to evil or negative. And I just don't see it that way. Tell, tell me what you just said again. Seems like you're using extraneous, an extraneous thought, to be the same as an evil thought, just in your own language, explaining things. And it seems like something can be extraneous and not evil. And it can help you understand what you're saying. It can trigger something, that, maybe a word of, that means something significant to you while you're praying and enlightens the text perhaps and I just don't see extraneous as being necessarily negative. It might be, but not necessarily. I want to hold on. That's a, I mean, that's a fair question, but I want to first address Tzvi's. Mm -hmm. So d does anyone have a thought? Tzvi's question is why can't, does anyone perhaps want to share an answer they may have? Why can someone not deal with the negative thought they're having? Maybe because <coughs> prayer is something that you're in at that time, and that negative thought, you know, if you're talking so about, um, yeah, it takes too long. No, it takes it away. It does, but, but it takes too long. When you're in prayer and you're dominating, on Shabbat, or you're davening in what have you, and you have this negative thought, that negative thought could take, you know, if, if you try to, that's why you have to get rid of it, because if you, if you try to figure it out right then and there, you may do it through the end of prayer, because there is really no proper answer for that. And realistically, they pray so fast, you could be... 
Well, like pages behind. Needs to be with lots of love. Right. And to accept the negative thought and um, let it be, but with full of love, and then it just disappeared, like it accepted right. in a way. So, but how to be in that state of love when that thought comes? So. It's very hard to change and shift into a state of mind of big love, acceptance, rachum, right. all those things. I appreciate that point about love, yeah. You know, Tzvi, I think the main point here is, and maybe I miscommunicated earlier, we're not talking here about thinking why the thought came meaning what the source was. For example, if someone has an had an inappropriate thought, our conversation, so the first thing they need to do during prayer without question is ignore it. Later on, you want to perhaps think where did that thought, like what was the source of it? That's a separate conversation. What we're discussing here that you should not do is you should not try and find what was the godly message within that inappropriate thought? Because we said that Sadiq is able to pull out the good from it. And that's why I'm asking why, why later on, yeah. why can't I delve into what's the godly message in the negative thought? Good, good question. Very good question. But later on you can't, right? No, we're actually saying, oh, we're actually okay. saying you should not... I mean, at some point in time, you, you have a negative you thought. You can't deal with the and the way to get rid of that negative yes, and the way to get rid of that negative thought, otherwise maybe it's just going to be lingering and nagging or whatever else. The only way to get rid of it is to is to figure out what it's, what its problem is. I guess you know why why do I feel? I mean, for every negative thought, there's there is something behind it. There is something, maybe something you're dealing with, maybe something, you know, you're not dealing with that you should be dealing with. Um, and I think that's why, you know, he, 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 not, not indefinitely. During prayer, you ignore it. During prayer. You know, what I'd like to do is, to, is I'm going to, four-hour conversation here. I'm going to just use the words of Tanya. Okay. The words of Tanya are, at a time of prayer, when something happens, a tzaddik, at that moment, can pull out the good. For us, at that moment, you should just completely ignore it. So the truth is, let's leave the conversation of later. I, I, I appreciate the question. Here we're talking about at that moment, what should you do when you have an inappropriate thought? You're in the middle of, smack in the middle of saying this and, and, and an inappropriate thought comes. If you're a tzaddik, take a moment and pull out the good from it. Everyone else should completely ignore the th should completely push it away at that moment. Now, sorry, you mentioned about inappropriate and other thoughts. Yeah. Well, whatever term you were using at the time. Right. Um, Extremes. Right, that's a word of Tanya. There's a the expression for the expression for inappropriate thought is very often machashava zara. Do you know what zara, zara is? 
Zara is a foreigner. Machshava Zara. Machshava Zara means a foreign thought. And and so so when ta when we talk about there's appropriate thoughts and then there are foreign thoughts. So generally, yes, we are inclusive and say anything that is not focused on prayer is automatically a foreign thought. It doesn't have to be that the foreign thought is, com is completely terrible and disappropriate. But the moment you're having a foreign thought, that's a question. How are you, now, how are you going to deal with that? So the Tanya is suggesting the best thing to do at that moment is to just refocus. Don't try and address it, just refocus. Did that clarify, Sarah? Yes, but what if that extraneous thought is allowing you to go deeper into the prayer and to strengthen your relationship with Hashem right then? Could you give an example? Sure. If the prayer has to do with um, blessing your children, and then you re remember something when you were a child that was just so adorable and just makes you pray all the more. So is that a foreign thought? It's not well, a extraneous. Thought. It's not the prayer, literally the exact prayer. Okay, okay. No, I appreciate that question. So the, to answer that question, that the, we actually are told. In the Shimon Esri, for example, when we discuss certain prayers, it's appropriate to take a few moments and think about um, its practical application to us. So if you're, if you're within the blessing, you're applying it to yourself, that's part of prayer, 100%. That's, you know, that's prayer in its fullest. That's making meaning, prayer meaningful. Yeah. For, just to, to add to that, there are even places in Shimon Esrei where we are allowed to add our, our own words about the issues brought up. Thank you. Okay, so how can you, if you're stuck below, how at that moment do you plan to deal with the issue and pull it out? If you're in the middle of prayer and something negative hits you on the head, just, just keep on going. Just pretend it never happened. Any questions? Sharon, so far so good? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Nevertheless, top of page 122, Nevertheless, he must not be downcast at heart and feel dejected and despicable during divine service, which should be with great joy. Okay, so now... You've pushed aside the thought. But you could be, hey, now I should be really sad. In the middle of Shema, this inappropriate thought came to my mind. In the middle of Shema, that's not okay. I've been building up for the last hour, trying, to, and here, here I am. You know, sometimes we go to the greatest moments in our life, and our mind is somewhere else. We've been dreaming of this day for so long, and we get there. You know, there was a, there is, there's a, a cook I'm familiar with, and he was marrying off his first child. And, and by the wedding, all he could think about was if the food, even though he wasn't the caterer, he's like, is the food coming out on time? You know, all. It's like, are we? Let's live 
in, in middle of Shema, such an inappropriate thought is coming to my mind that we, nonetheless, we cannot for one minute allow that to get us down. Why? As we're going to say in a minute, you need to be strong to win. There's, there's, there's this constant war within us between the Yetzirah, the Yetzirah, the good inclination and the evil inclination. And the way we get power is by being happy. The Yetzirah Tov gets its energy through happiness. When you are sad, your Yetzirah Tov is down. Do you remember we gave the analogy previously? That if you have two people, one of them is extremely strong, the other one weak, but the strong person is ejected, he could probably still, he, he may still win, he may still lose the wrestling match. If you're going into a match, you need to be excited, <coughs> pumped, and energetic. If one of them is down, he has a good chance to lose. The Yetzer Tov, for it, the, the Nefesh O'Elekis, the godly soul, for it to win, must be happy. We must be happy. Let's see that inside. On the contrary, don't allow yourself to get down. He should draw fresh strength and intensify his effort with all his power to concentrate on the prayer with increased joy. So you've just, you're in the middle of Shema, you're saying, Shema, Yisrael, hero, Israel, the Lord is one, the Lord is God, and boom. This completely obtrusive, inappropriate thought comes to your mind. Don't even spend a second. Start to get even more excited. Add increase in joy and gladness. That's a tough one, right? It's tough when these things... But nonetheless, that's the truth. When this negative thing is happening, you're going to overpower it with the good. You know, they said, I think it was... Um, Chief Rabbi of of England, Dr. Jonathan Sachs. I think he said. I think it's his quote that what the not the Nazis were hunting down Jews out of hate, and the Rebbe came started trying to hunt down Jews out of love. Our task here is to just be on fire in a happy fire. This ne- okay, something negative happened. I'm not, I'm not happy enough. Let's be happy. Let's be even happier. In the realization, why do we need to be so happy? That the foreign thought that had invaded his heart, where did this negative thought come from? comes from the klipa on the left part. Which in the case of the Bainani, wages war with the divine soul within him. Within the Bainani, there's this fight. There's the good and the bad. The evil and the holy. The godly soul and the animalistic soul. They are fighting. And the godly soul needs to be strong. And his strength comes through being happy. So, yes, you're middle of Shema. And something negative happens, just be even happier. Is that a, does that sound realistic, Brett? Beautiful. Beautiful. Good. There you go. And now, here's where we're going to take it a step further. We're going to say, not only do you need to be happy to win the war, you need to be happy because you're doing better than you think. Right? Don't they say the last few steps on the mountain, the higher you get on the mountain, the harder it's going to be? The end is always the hardest. We're going to learn that right now. The fact that you're having a fight 
with the animalistic soul is a good thing. The animalistic soul is not going to fight you if he's winning anyways. He's only going to fight you if he thinks he's starting to lose. Let's see that inside. For it is known that the way of combatants as of wrestlers you see, if you want to learn about wrestling, learn Tanya. Okay. Is that when one is gaining the upper hand, the other likewise strives to prevail with all the resources of his strength. You, know, you, you may not start off, but when you see the other one's getting tough, what is it, what's the expression? The rough tough, get going? When when what when the going get when the going gets tough the tough gets going. That's exactly what it's saying here. If there's nothing happening, so you don't put it in. But boom, the first guy starts, so the second one's going to respond appropriately. Therefore, when the divine soul exerts itself and summons its strength for prayer, the more you prepare and focus on prayer. The Klippa also gathers strength at such time to confuse her and topple her by means of a foreign thought of its own. This is an unbelievable, an unbelievable point. The more that you need to fight during prayer, the greater refle reflection it is on how high you're heading. The greater the fight is, the more of a reflection how high you are right now. Now, you, uh, this is like a delicate balance. Some of that comes in shul, and all he's having is inappropriate thoughts. May, I don't know if it's a reflection on his tremendous devotion and prayer. We're talking about here someone that's invested in prayer. Someone that comes, you come to show, and you really are here from, you know why you're here. You're here to connect with Hashem. And you sit down and you want to focus. And at that time, as you're trying to focus and as you're trying to connect, these thoughts are coming, that's really a reflection on your greatness. That's it, really a reflection of how high you've come that the negative energy, the klipa, now wants to fight back. Baruch, what's, what, I, I see you're not, what do you think about this? It's too bad. <laughs> it's, fight back. Yeah, but, but then, it's a good sign, but That's life, right? A living person has to fight. A living person is a fighter. I, I like that the underlying um, advice to each person is don't worry, be happy. Right? And that's kind of what right? they're saying if you're getting a negative thought, don't dwell on it. Just get back to what you should be doing. Don't beat yourself up. Right? I mean, isn't that, isn't that kind of the message of Chabad? Be joyous. Right? Absolutely. 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 And now we're going to refute a common misconception. You know, the common misconception is that when you come to shul, 
and you're having a negative thought, it's a reflection on a lowly state of mind. That's, that's the way it's often presented. You can't focus for a few minutes and show. Why is that wrong? It's the truth is, it's right, isn't it? If you come to show, so turn off your smartphone, turn off your, plug your mind into what you, focus on what you're doing. If you can't focus for a little bit, then you, you got some issues. Maybe you, your AD, we could find some title for that. <laughs> you know, we could, we could find <laughs> so what is why is it that we're saying that it's not such a bad thing if you can't focus it's a terrible thing why are we playing it down here you know Tanya is not it's not a joke it's not like we're going to take every so far it's like oh if you've sinned don't worry it's not a joke it's not, we're, not, we're not playing a trick here it's not like oh if you can't focus just be happy you know, one of the things they teach you in education is that don't lie to a kid. It's not like if, if a kid comes to you and says, you know, if, if a kid is struggling in something, don't, don't go and tell them, oh, you've, you're the highest in the class. You, you don't want to lie. We're not, so are we lying to you right now? Are we telling you, oh, you have negative thoughts? Just, just laugh. It's good. Well, where, where are we going here? Is it, maybe it's really bad. Maybe it's really bad. You know, Tanya started off saying that sometimes people become so cynical they'll just laugh off everything. Are we just laughing off everything here? And the answer is, it depends how you see good and bad. If you say that there is one person here and within him is good and bad, you are 100% correct. If you say there are two people here, there's a good and, and, and not so good, so then you're 100% wrong. Let me explain. You know, we, we, have, we have the Yates are, we have good and bad. If both of these are just sides of a soul, so all the soul needs to do is pick up one side, and the other side will automatically be quiet. You can't talk, but you can't say two things at once. Your soul, you can only think about one thing at a time. So if you're in the middle of thinking about something holy, and you have an unholy thought, that's an issue. That means that you are not really putting all you have in it. Does that make sense, Sarah? Interpret. What? Into anything. Anything you do, if you can't focus, it's a reflection that you haven't... Well, let's talk about prayers. Is, is, yes, in our conversation, prayer. If you're focusing on the prayer, and a negative thought comes to you, then you just weren't doing a good job, because you could only do one thing at a time. But that's not true. But doesn't it mean that you could just do that much better? I mean, if, if you can focus on prayer, you're saying if you focus on prayer and a negative thought enters, then you weren't focusing on prayer well enough. Which means that you should be focusing on prayer harder. Right. And then that negative thought will go away. Right. But that's that's like a that's like a seesaw type of thing. You know, that, that, that thing is, is only gonna hit so many times before it it just breaks. Well well I wanna tell you more. I wanna tell you it's not true. 
what I just told you is a lie. Oh, well, in that case, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I started off by saying that if there's one soul, you could only say one thing at a time and you could only think one thing at a time. That's true. But you're not one soul, you're two souls. Remember in Tanya we learned that you have, an, you have the godly soul and you have an animalistic soul. And each one can think separately. So that means, yeah, you could, in a sense, be thinking two separate things at once. If you were just Sharon, and Sharon has two sides within her, so she's able to activate one side, and naturally that's going to quiet down the other one, like you said, like a seesaw. That if one of them is up, then the other one has to be down. But being that we've learned that that's not our reality, our reality is that inside of us are two separate people. So then at the pinnacle of Shema, when you're focused, your godly soul is focused, but your animalistic soul is wherever it may find itself. So when you have an inappropriate thought in the middle of Shema, it's not a reflection on your godly soul. Your godly soul is doing its job. You were really focused at that moment, but your animalistic soul also decided it needs to do its job. Let's say this again. There was a common misconception that if someone has an inappropriate thought at a holy moment, it's a reflection on their lack of self-control and their lack of, of dedication to the topic. Because how, at a moment of holiness, could they have such a negative thought? It must be pretty negative. It must be, it must, they must not be in good space. But now that we've learned, based on the, the last 27 chapters, that that's not the reality. There's not one person. There are two people inside of each of us. So you could be focused. Your godly soul could be focused. And at that moment, the animalistic soul can come running in with a separate thought. They're not a contradiction. And therefore, this brings us back to what we said before. That if, you had a neg if, you, if you're focused in the middle of Shema and you have a negative thought, don't take it as a negative. Take it as a positive. That you're, the reason the animalistic soul is even trying to fight is because of how far you've come. Well, if you look at it that way, it would be pretty easy to drop that negative thought and focus on what you need. Lovely. There you go. There you go. It's just going to strengthen, absolutely. It's going to strengthen the ability to move on. It's like, yeah, come negative thought, I'm waiting for you. <laughs> it's like, where's my negative thoughts today? Oh, I must be doing a bad job in prayer. Yeah. <laughs> I missed the class where we discussed where the negative uh, animalistic soul comes from. Yeah. Like I, I remember learning yeah. godly soul comes at the time of inception. Yeah. Yeah. So we're all the animalistic the anim souls. The animalistic soul Three comes first. The animalistic soul is the first thing inside of a person. And slowly, after eight days, and then by three years, 12 and 13 years, that's when it enters. But the, God, the animalistic soul is there first. We learn the animalistic soul is called a foolish king, while the godly soul is called like the newbie, because he comes later on. 
So, <laughs> so this is going back to like you know, what we learned in one of Rabbi Modi's classes, but right, like at creation, all the godly souls were created at once, and they're hovering in a place close to Hashem, mm -hmm. right? And upon his inception, he sends a messenger to get a specific soul mm -hmm. and have that imparted. Right. So are you saying that, does that soul contain both of these? No. That's just the animalistic soul. You're asking a good question. That specific quote, I don't know. I don't know if when it says, for example, it says the soul of such and such should marry such and such. Is that talking about the, the animalistic godly soul together? I don't know. That's an interesting, a very fascinating question. Yeah. Let me summarize and then we'll take questions. What have we learned tonight? We learned that when a negative thought comes to you in the middle of a holy moment, completely ignore it. There is good within it that can be drawn out, but that's not for you, that's for the tzaddik. What should you do? Not only should you not be down, you must be happy, because happiness is, is what's going to strengthen the godly soul. And not only should you be happy to win, you should be happy because it's in truth, the very mere fact that you're having a negative thought right now is a reflection on the fact that your godly soul is fighting well, so the animalistic soul is kicking in. And then we introduce what we'll continue next time, which is that because we are made up not of one soul with two parts, but of two separate souls, the fact that you have a negative thought come in the middle of a holy moment is not a reflection at all on a lack of concentration or devotion. Are there any questions? Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, everyone, for joining. Thank you. Very good class. Thank you.